The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show postgame show. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of this year's show, the voice of the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. The show is brought to you by the Market Dominator, my good friend, John Spazcheck. It is so good to have every single one of you with me, hanging out with me for you know, this Sunday evening, and for those of you listening in podcast form later on in the week, I will let you know that I have once again traded my cup of brown coffee uh, for a cup of brown liquor. Uh, but uh, it is uh, it is a what? It's a Victory Monday. Victory Monday, the first Victory Monday of the 2023 season is upon us. The Buffalo Bills played very well. Do me a favor. Whatever platform you are watching or listening on, please like, please subscribe. If you are live with me right now, and thank you to everybody that's in the YouTube chat currently, it's good to see all of you here. I was, I was, I was, I was exchanging some pleasantries a moment, to, a moment ago. Uh, for those of you that are watching the Miami New England game, thank you for tuning in with me and and having the TV on mute and spending a little bit of time with me, hanging out with those of us in the, that are in the comment section. It's good to have all of you. Like I said, uh, friendly reminder. This is a recording of a podcast, which means that uh, I'm not overly going to be paying attention to the comment section. Yes, sometimes my my eyes do drop there, but generally they don't. Uh, if you have a question or a comment for me or something that you want, you just want to get my attention, please jump over to YouTube, Super Chat. Otherwise, you're welcome to tune in and listen on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, whatever you want to listen to. But it's good to have you. And like I always say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now, let me just say one more time, welcome. It's super good to have you. The Buffalo Bills have pulled even to one and one after defeating the Lost Vegas, lost, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm already messing up. In their home opener. And we are going to talk all about it. But before we get the madness started here on this end of the microphone, let's hear from our show sponsor, The Market Dominator. Hello, folks. My name is John Spaschak associate real estate broker with Metro Roberts Realty. I'm also the leader of the Market Dominators real estate team, 
where we seek to educate, advocate, negotiate, and dominate. And that we do. We are ranked in less than the top 1% of all real estate agents in Western New York. And I believe that we have this proven success because we use the latest cutting edge technology and strategic plans to help you win even in this crazy real estate market. Now, if you're looking to win and you're thinking of either buying a home or selling a home, you're gonna wanna reach out to us directly where we will answer your call. 716-570-3298. Now, I am the proud sponsor of this podcast, the Overreaction Sports Podcast by my good friend, Joe Miller, better known as The Voice. You see, Joe is one of my former clients. At one point in time, Joe reached out to 716-570-3298 and I answered his call and he won in this real estate market. True story. Now, I'd like to wish everybody in Bill's Mafia a very happy, safe, and blessed season as we go out the field each Sunday or Monday or Thursday, because we have so many primetime games, <laughs> I wish all of you a great time, a winning season, and one more thing. Go Bills. Go Bills. That's my guy, John Spazchek, and uh, he was not fibbing. I did call that number, 716-570-3298. I may have texted it first, which you are welcome to do as well. Uh, you can absolutely text John, but if you're in the, in the market to buy or sell a home or a piece of property, not only here in New York, but in other States around the country, please give John and his team a call. 716-570-3298. Can you feel it? Bill's mafia rubbing my hands together. Can you feel it? Wildest dreams land are back again. And what a football game. This was an absolutely gorgeous 72 degree day that felt like 90 <laughs> And for three hours, I was sitting there with basically ass sweat. My butt was sweating and my body was sweating. I had to take my jersey. I wore my FINA jersey to the game. I had to take it off. Uh, I was not shirtless. I had a shirt on underneath it. And I was soaked through that shirt. Uh, and I was sitting there asking myself, why am I not wearing shorts? Why am I in jeans? Why am I wearing sneakers and not in flip-flops? Like, what is happening? Oh, that's right. I got to the stadium at like seven o'clock in the morning and it was 52 degrees. <laughs> it's seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, this weather in Buffalo, it is elite season here in Buffalo, but this just kind of gives the rest of the country kind of a feeling of uh, how it ebbs and flows here. It's beautiful. It was a gorgeous day. They said mostly cloudy. That's the other bone I have to pick with somebody. And it was uh, wildly sunny in this football stadium, uh, but it was a great day for football. Uh, luckily for me, a ginger, the UV was only four. And if you're a ginger, a ginger, you understand that reference completely. Uh, cause had it not been four, if it had been a, an eight or a nine and I didn't have any sunblock, I would probably be doing this show right now about as beat red as any, any human could be. I did go by the way. So I was a little bit red yesterday, Saturday for the resurgence uh, brewery podcast, the Buffalo rumblings beer release podcast. Cause I had gone charter fishing uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday morning early on Lake Erie. And we were out there for four hours in the morning, like seven o'clock in the morning until 11. And I came back rosy cheeked and everybody at resurgence was like, you're sunburned. And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Even my ginger bro, Tommy Seifert was like, bro, you're sunburned. And I'm like, dude, 
it's going to be, it's going to be all right. I promise. I'm not, I'm not that bad, but uh, yeah. So it was a, uh, it was quite a day. It was beautiful. Came home after the football game, watched some football. Uh, I do have the Miami new England game on right now. Miami's up 10, nothing, which we do not like. We would prefer the, uh, the Patriots to uh, crush. I, you know, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it every, this, the way that I say it every time, you know, I get asked, you know, oh, Miami's playing new England, right? Who would you prefer win? Uh, you know, the, the Jets are playing New England. Who'd you prefer win? Miami's playing the Jets. Who'd you prefer win? And it's like, I would prefer that a meteor just strikes the stadium. <laughs> can they tie? Is that allowed? Like, can they tie every time? John Vita says, uh, too much information. Uh, you soiled my jersey. No, I took it off. It was, it was not even sweated in. Is that swatted? Sweated? It, I did not sweat in your jersey. Uh, so it's up there perfectly fine and safe. I did walk around with your cutout, John. Uh, which I think you saw a picture. So I was walking around the Bills Mafia House tailgate with a big giant cutout of John Fina wearing the John Fina jersey, which people, I'm going to be honest, were tickled by. Uh, but, uh, you know, this was a great football game. Uh, we're back in the win column for the first time this season. It was a gorgeous day for football. Uh, you know, and after beating the Broncos in week one by a score of 17 to, uh, 17 to 60, the Raiders came into Buffalo, you know, doing the dreaded west to east 1 p.m. game. Uh, to play to meet the Buffalo Bills for their home opener, which is, you know, not always the best thing because our rowdy crowd was is always a little rowdier. Uh, the new look Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo as their QB boast, the number one running back in the league last year in Josh Jacobs, arguably the best wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. And some would say the D lineman with the highest motor in the league in Max Crosby. You would not expect this to be a pushover game. I got asked a lot this week, especially coming off Monday. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? And I was hesitant because any given Sunday is a real thing in the NFL. Any, any given Sunday, we've seen it, right? We've seen it with our own football team. You never count out an opponent. You don't necessarily believe that you're going to wax every team you play. But the Raiders are a little bit of a mystery to me. I wasn't sure what to expect, and I didn't know despite what we had seen or, or have seen from this Buffalo Bills team and particularly Josh Allen over the last five years, they do bounce back. Well, we're going to talk about it. There's just a, a, a measure of, you know, I'm not so sure they got good players. Like Josh Jacobs is no joke. Jay Spencer King has been like banging the drum for Josh Jacobs since the day he came in the league. Devonte Adams is scary. He's no joke. Hunter Renfro is the guy that Bills fans wanted this year, right? And let's be honest, the matchup between Max Crosby and Spencer Brown was something that we were, if we're being honest with ourselves, all a little bit worried about. Well, all of us except for Sterling Furrow, who basically on Saturday predicted, and I quote, the Bills will dog walk the Raiders. And dog walk them, they did. <laughs> Cheers to you, Sterling. Uh, hats off to you for having that prediction because when I when I went around the horn for the panel to find out what the game prediction was, you know, there were some good predictions. It was tight. I felt it was going to be like, I think I said 30 to 24, but it wouldn't be as close as the score. And Sterling's like, we're going to dog walk the Raiders. And I was like, bold. <laughs> I like that strategy, but that's a bold statement. Dave Allen in the chat, who I believe I met on Saturday. Nope, maybe not. Uh, looking at the picture. This was my first home game in 20 years. I had a blast. Well, awesome, Dave. Glad you could be a part of the game. Glad you be, could be a part of the environment. The Bills, conversely, came into this football game not 1-0, not having won their first contest, but 
desperately needing to wash the taste of last week out of their mouths. The amount of Bills fans that I talked to this weekend, home opener weekend, weekend is always amazing. If you have never been a part of home opener weekend, all of the events going on, there were live podcast things going on all over the place. Uh, like everybody was having live live podcast venues and, and things like that, which, you know, I just want to keep everybody in the loop that like Spence and I did the first one of these things live, if I'm not mistaken, at O'Neill's like four years ago. Uh, but there was a lot of events. There was a lot of cool stuff that went down. And I talked to Bills fans all over the place that were just like, I need to erase Monday, last Monday, from my memory completely. And the only way that I'm going to do that is with an assured, like, down-to-earth, full-on butt-kicking of the Raiders, to which I didn't necessarily oblige. I was like, we'll see, right? Because this team makes me a shade nervous, if we're being honest. But the Raiders came into Buffalo looking to duplicate what the Jets did to Josh Allen and the Bills, basically lulled Josh to sleep. And while Josh wasn't sleeping in the Monday night game, you could tell that he got impatient and was getting impatient, right? That's effectively what happened to him in that game. And then he would like chuck the ball out there for 50 or 55 or 65 yards. That's the game plan. That's if there's a blueprint, which there isn't a blueprint necessarily for Josh Allen, or at least a good blueprint, that is kind of what the blueprint is. How do I beat Josh Allen? I force him to play boring football. That's the game plan. And at some point in time, Josh Allen, his ego is going to write him a check that sometimes can't be cashed. And that's what we love about Josh Allen. That's part of the wildest dreamlands thing. We're going to talk a little bit about that on this show. In this show, I'm going to give you basically a, a high-level summary. I'm going to talk about what I feel is the story of this football game. We're going to go through some stats real quick. I'm going to get to the dude awards, and then I'm going to read your tweets. And I'm, I haven't read them yet, but I'm guessing that the tweets are probably a whole lot better this week than they were last week. Probably a good guess, yeah. But the Raiders look to duplicate what the Jets did to Josh, and uh, today would be the Bills' day as they roll the Raiders 38 to 10 in a game that was not even that close, like it, 38 to 10 did not necessarily do it justice. And you could tell that by the garbage time, there was no garbage time scoring for the Raiders. Generally speaking, a, a score will be propped up a little bit by some garbage time points, some garbage time yards. It really wasn't. However, when it comes to recovery, when it comes to answering the bell, when it comes to making a statement, the bills, in my opinion, in all of our opinion, we've seen it time and again are one of the best at it in the league this is not the first time we've seen this team have a bad loss and follow it up with champ basically a championship level performance this is almost routine now i don't mean like a hard-fought contest where they lost by four points or three points or within a score i'm talking about like where the wheels have come off compounding issues right lots of penalties lots of mistakes bad execution whenever we see a game like that this team finds its way back and they find their way back quickly very very quickly their lows and their lulls basically never never last very long they don't get into big long losing stretches pretty much never more than one game So we could probably assess that those lull games are, are not an accurate description of who this team is. It's not their DNA. But sometimes they happen. Now, there has been a lot of chirping on Twitter since 4 o'clock this afternoon, 4 o'clock Sunday. 
about how everybody owes Josh Allen an apology. And I told everybody, you know, or everybody was losing their minds last week. What do you think now? And blah, blah, blah. Like people are out for blood right now because some of us, are there people who overreact? Yes, obviously. That's why this show is called what it is. Did the content creators, did the media guys, did the national guys basically finally put some accountability and some blame where maybe a lot of accountability and blame is never given on Josh Allen? Absolutely, we did. Last week was not acceptable. While it's not a description or maybe an accurate description of who this team is, accountability has to be there. Coach McDermott did a very good job in his press conference, in my opinion, of talking about humility. Now, we we know that he says humble and hungry all the time. That's a statement, right? Humble and hungry. That's one of them. He's got several. Humble and hungry is one of them. And he was inferring without saying it and without bringing down his quarterback that his quarterback plays better when he's humble and hungry versus flying on top of the world and everything is great and I'm great and I'm the best and look at this and look at that. Now, I'm not saying that Josh is not has necessarily gotten caught up in the limelight or that the lights are too bright and the commercials are too much. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that the commercials are too much. I don't think that he's gotten too big for his britches. As I said last week on the show, I think the problem is, is when you allow Josh to be Josh to a fault. And I don't think an apology is necessary for that. Because Josh Allen was the reason we lost on Monday night to the Jets. Period. End of conversation. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that everybody that's having those conversations on Twitter or making those tweets are talking to me. I was vocal about the negative. I was vocal about the game and how negative the game was. I was vocal about where the blame I felt should have been laid. But I was not saying, and I don't think anybody was that I saw, that the season was over, that Josh Allen is cooked. That like it's all down here. Like I don't think I saw a window is closed tweet from any content creator or media person. Even when you look at Dan Orlovsky, that the message was simply, "Josh, buddy, it's time to grow up." And when you watch him bounce back to a game like this, you get a great picture of who he can be week in and week out. The plays that were given to him are plays that are always there. And if I've got it in my notes somewhere, but it, it seems like one of the biggest differentiating factors between the, 20, the 2020 and 2021 Bills versus the second half of 22 and Monday's Bills is basically, or and even today, is how much Josh Allen finds the open receiver that's getting lost because he's hitting nine guys in a game or hitting 11 receivers in a game. When Josh Allen goes into a football game and he's got happy feet and he's dancing and he's pressed uh, and he's he's not liking the way the game is unfolding and he's, he's basically targeting certain guys and locking in on them, he is not as dangerous. This team is not as dangerous. That offense is not as effective as when he just drops back and you know what? That's my guy this time. Oh, that guy over there is my guy this time. That guy down there is my guy this time. And that's what Josh did in this football game. Like, perfectly. He put on a, dare I say, he put on a clinic. At one point in time, when he threw, what was it, the second quarter? It was like, he was like 15 of 14 when he finally threw his first incompletion. Of the incompletions he had, and his completion percentage was insane in this football game. Of the, the incompletions that he had, several of them, one was a sack and a couple of more dirted balls where he was literally like, I'm just going to throw this ball away. 
They weren't even like bad passes. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right? So it's not the DNA of who this team is. It's not Josh's DNA. But I think any of us, all of us in the things that we do in life can get away from ourselves and we, we have to check ourselves once in a while. The problem is they only get 17 chances to do it. And while I don't expect a team, any team, especially this team, to win every football game, uh, and, and I don't expect them to play in like dominant fashion every single week, those guys on the other side of the line of scrimmage, as John and Jerry say all the time, are also paid. You have to wonder sometimes where the absolute turd games come from. The lack of focus games, the lack of execution games, the mistakes that compound upon each other and like build up and it just like they just shoot themselves in the foot. It's perplexing. It's also why they play the games, right? Because you can't look at a piece of paper and decide, well, like media did last year, like they did this year with the Jets. Look at a piece of paper and say, well, on paper, this, this team is Super Bowl champion, AFC East champion. We'll just give it to them. Got to play the game. And play the game they did today on Sunday. I think one of the most impressive parts to me was the fact, it, 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 as great of a game as Josh had, and, and Josh gets my number one dude award a lot because of the, the bounce back. But the defense came to play in this football game. Aside from a rather quick move down the field on their first drive, which is not uncommon for this defense. We see it often. There was a quick adjustment. No, we didn't see it, but you could feel it. And effectively, for the rest of the game, the Raiders were basically a car without an, without an engine. So much so, the, Raider, the Raiders became so ineffective, and the Bills' offense was, was playing well enough, doing so well, that it got to the point where the Bills' offense, the coaching staff, everybody, were willing to go for it on almost every fourth down. The Bills punted one time in this football game, once, and they turned it over on downs once at the one. Interestingly enough, they went for they went they went for it for on fourth down a lot. Like at times when it made sense, where like the crowd's going, go for it. And then at other times, like they're like two yards or three yards. I think they're on the two or three yard line. It's fourth down, and the crowd's like, oh, let's not do this. Timeout gets called. And the crowd's like, yes, take the points. <laughs> because they had turned it over on downs the, the time before the previous time. Josh Allen runs off the field. Kicking team runs on the field. Then Josh Allen runs back on the field, and the crowd's like, well, maybe we should just take the points here. <laughs> maybe? <laughs> you think? Sure enough, the Buffalo Bills snap the ball, score a touchdown. But it was an impressive football game from the defense. It was an impressive football game from the offense. It was an impressive football game from special teams. I mean, Damian Harris ripping off that 49 or 50-yard uh, kick return, right? 
but it was it was it was amazingly impressive to see the trust the Bills had in their defense in this game. And when I say that, maybe it's not as amazing when you consider that Sean McDermott was the one calling the defensive plays, which he did very well. But the way the defense showed showed up to play in this football game was something to watch. They were stifling against the run, and they were calculated against the pass. There wasn't a moment in this football game where I would say any of us were probably nervous. And, you know, in, in regards to the offense, the, the Bills' offense was almost flawless and dominant. Dare I say what, what I said earlier, which was, you know, kind of a look back to that 2020-2021 offense. No, there wasn't 400 yards, and Josh didn't throw for, like, crazy numbers, but they were calculated and almost mean. And the way they were just taking what the defense was giving them and abusing them. And when it comes down to it, everything you want to see from what we call and believe we have, Wildest Dreams Land, an elite QB happened in this football game. Everything. Josh was patient. Listen to the words I'm about to say and then think about Monday. Josh was patient, he was calm. He was smart. He was accurate. He took some risks. And most importantly, he let the game come to him when it was necessary. And he took risks that basically broke the backs of the Jets when he needed to. Jerry Ostrowski, I've said it on several different shows. It, it came up. Matt Perino brought it up on Joe Kroom's show because I said it to Matt. Jerry Ostrowski said to me on the phone, he may have said it on one of his shows, that last week on Monday, you know, we've got Superman as a quarterback, but what we needed was Clark Kent. Josh Allen in this football game against the Raiders was the perfect mix of being Clark Kent and Superman. And I think the hard part for a guy like Josh Allen that is as amazingly, intensely uh, talented as he is, is when you're trying to be the perfect mix of Clark Kent and Superman, it's never 50-50. It's probably never 60-30 Clark Kent. It's never more Superman than Clark Kent, ever. Never. So the balance of what that percentage is, of how much Clark Kent do I have to be, and when do I be Superman is incredibly important. Because we saw Josh Allen on Monday Night Football against the Jets be Clark Kent a lot. And it was working. We were up by 10 points. The game was basically in hand. The Jets couldn't do anything with that garbage quarterback that they had. After If Aaron Rodgers had stayed in the game, that game would have been a different story. The Bills may have won it had Aaron Rodgers stayed in that game. But with Zach Wilson at quarterback, the, the, the dynamic changes. Who you got to be as a quarterback changes. And all of a sudden, he ripped off the, the suit, right? He pulled the buttons open. Like, Superman had to come out, and I got to throw the ball 60 yards down the field for no reason. Not a time for Superman to show up. Superman, we don't need you right now. It's not an emergency. But in this game, there were some moments, man. Holy cow, there were some moments. And I think what I'm trying to tell you is that elite isn't about making spectacular throws on every play. I'm going to repeat that. Elite, for a quarterback, elite is not about making spectacular throws on every single play. 
It's about being smart, managing a game, and being spectacular when you need to be. And Josh was that against the Raiders. He was aces. And, and, and I love seeing the stat line of all the guys that caught passes. Because when you're throwing the ball to nine guys, 10 guys, 11 guys, and you're being effective, it becomes impossible for a defense to guard you and to stop you. When you talk about the, oh, I'll get to the scoring drives in a minute. But the things that helped in this football game as well is that it was a clean game. There was very few penalties, very few mistakes, right? The Bills have a habit of allowing one mistake turn into two mistakes to start affecting other areas of the team and turns into three mistakes. It was very clean. There were no compounding issues. And the only real bad luck moment of the game was when Josh had that ball tipped and was intercepted and it came back because Raiders got a, uh, what, illegal hands to the face penalty, which is a, a penalty that happens all the time, kind of like holding and never gets called. Do we want to, just a moment of, of like pause and clap for Spencer Brown and some of the help that he got for Max Crosby, keeping Max Crosby in check in this football game? The reality is, it, 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 Max or uh, Spencer Brown is one of my dude awards. Talk more about. Well, I'll say it now. We we did a little bit of a like a moment of silence prayer for Spencer Brown on Saturday because we were all a little bit nervous on the panel. <laughs> Josh Jacobs held in check. <clears throat> he had minus two yards on nine carries in this football game. He did have some productivity, uh, or uh, you know, catching the football out of the backfield, but. Minus two yards for Josh Jacobs, the league's leading rusher from 2022. Devontae Adams did not kill them, which is a win. And you know what's funny about the Devontae Adams thing, because he did he did get some yards, is we've seen the Bills do this, where they allow a particular player to get some produ pr some production, but they don't allow that production to kill them. It's actually something Sean McDermott and his defenses, even with Leslie Frazier, have been very good at. But the Bills took what the Raiders gave them all day long. And I think what really helped as well is that the Bills found a run game against the Raiders. All three running backs contributed, and all three were very, very good. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got it in my notes. Like, I really like what I see from this trio of backs. When you think about... James Cook, Damian Harris, and Latavius Murray, they are, they are three very different running backs. And each of them bring a very unique skill set. They've got speed, one right? So, like, at least one of them has speed. One of them is a power back. One of them is shifty and a veteran that can block, but, but is very patient and, and can find holes. We saw a combination of all of their skills in this game. Dangerous, in my opinion, running back group the Buffalo Bills have right now, especially if they can continue to utilize them, which the challenge for them to continue to utilize them is it might get a little bit boring for Clark Kent. And I specifically like what I'm seeing from James Cook. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm not going to go out on too far of a limb when I say this, because a lot of you probably agree. While a lot of 
media guys probably don't, but I think that James Cook has an opportunity to be a very special player. I know that he is not the quintessential prototype running back. He doesn't have thick thighs, yada, 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 doesn't weigh 200 pounds, but he's fast. He's smooth. He has great vision. He can find the edge in a hurry, which is something we've not had in a while. He's not afraid to push it up the middle. He's not afraid for, to, to, to like make contact. He's not afraid to seek contact. And regardless of the fact that his rookie scouting report said he has he did not have good contact balance, he does have good contact balance, which is incredibly important for a running back. And in the midst of all that, in his second year, you still see him growing and kind of figuring things out. And when he finally figures out how to really get away from people, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun. I got to speed up. My opening is taking longer than I expected it to. Story of this football game for me. The story of this football game for me is looking up at the scoreboard and the clock and realizing in the third quarter, they had a play that took nine minutes off the clock. 15 plays, 75 yards, nine minutes. In a game that they were leading well. And we've talked about on this show and we've talked about through the progression of Josh Allen and Sean McDermott and this football team, like the first time that they really ran a clock out, which which was against the 49ers a couple of years back, right? That was the first time they, they had an eight-minute like drive to close a game out, which is a big thing for a team to learn. That's not easy for teams to do unless they know how to execute that. But when I looked up and it was like, man, they started that drive on the, on the 70 or on the 25, rather. 15 plays, nine minutes, 39 rushing yards in that drive. And that wasn't the only time they did it. They did it again on an 11-play drive for 95 yards that took seven and a half minutes off the clock. That drive had 30 yards in it, rushing. The Bills literally flipped the script from last week and rushed for 183 yards in this football game. And it wasn't because of one 90-yard run or one 70-yard run. James Cook finished this game with 123 yards. Harris finished the game with 33 yards. And Murray finished with 22. And I would say that all three of them, their yards, regardless if it was over 100 or way under 100, were effective and important. If the Buffalo Bills can can continue this formula, if they can continue working this way, if they can continue to find themselves in balance, if they can take what the defense is, because the reality is, is everybody that plays the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, we've seen it for a couple of years now, is going to play a cover two shell unless it's something that they're married to and they don't play it ever, which happens once in a while. As long as they're doing that to Josh Allen, he's going to have to stay patient. This is going to be a, an, 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 a very interesting year for Josh. Because the question is going to be how long can he stay and remain Clark Kent in a game until he has to do what we saw him do on the scoring drive, the touchdown to Khalil Shakir, where he got flushed out of the pocket and was like, I'm going to run, and then pulled up and was like, nope, I'm not going to run, and I'm going to make a stupid pass. I don't mean stupid bad. I mean stupid good. I'm going to make a stupid good pass to this kid that's double covered for a touchdown. 
And then later on when it happens again, when I have to pull out, when I have to, when I have to rip the buttons off my shirt and show the logo, the Superman logo, is when I'm, I'm fading to my right because I got flushed out of the pocket again. And then I'm going to throw across my body, albeit it was not super extreme. He's still throwing back into the crowd to Gabe Davis, who's streaking towards him into double coverage again. Those are the moments you want Superman to show up. 100%. Josh, give me Superman every freaking time in those moments. When I don't need Superman, when I need Clark Kent is basically when it's third and seven, you're up by 10. The first down is six yards away, seven yards away, and you can easily get it with your feet. I don't need Superman there. And that's going to be the question. Can Josh Allen remain Clark Kent as long as he needs to be Clark Kent until time comes to take the glasses off and rip off the suit, the, the tie, the shirt and tie suit? That's going to be the question. And I'm really, really excited to find out because I think he can. I think every game like this, to, to Coach's point in his presser, is a lesson. This game was a lesson. And Josh Allen is a student. He has a very teachable mind, a very teachable heart. Stats from this football game, player stats for the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo was uh, 16 to 24 for 185, one touchdown and two interceptions. He's got one of my dude awards, but that interception by Matt Milano was just thievery. Like, what is going on? The dude goes up over the receiver's back and takes the ball <laughs> away from him. Like, what is going on? I said on Saturday at the resurgence pod that I fe I felt like in the Jets game, as much as Milano is a Jet killer, I feel like the absence of Tremaine, you're going to see more growth from Matt. I believe that. Doesn't mean it's going to be true, but I believe it. Trey Tucker led the Raiders. Uh, there, there's a name that's on everybody's fantasy football team. Trey Tucker led the Raiders with, in rushing one carry for 34 yards. Zamir White, four for 22. Jimmy Garoppolo outrushed Josh Jacobs, rushing champion from 2022. He had one yard. And as I said previously, Josh had minus two. Receiving for the Raiders, Devontae Adams was six for 84 and a touchdown. There was one play in this game. From where I sit was like right in front of me, right beneath me, and I had a perfect view of it. As, as they're on the one-yard line and it's first down, my brain is thinking safety the whole time. Trey is up tight on Devontae Adams, immediately drops off seven yards. The ball is snapped, and he drops four more yards. Devontae runs a little bit of an out route for six yards, catches the ball. I think it was a seven-yard completion. It's like, why did you not just stay on him? Why would you give him that six or seven? If there's one negative from this whole game, that was it for me. I sat there in bewilderment. Why would you... Go up like you're going to press him. They're on the one and then drop back seven yards and continue your drop at the snap of the ball, basically allowing Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league, a free pass for a seven-yard gain, six-yard gain, whatever it was. Jimmy Garoppolo, is any, any quarterback worth their salt is going to see that, make that read and make that throw every game, every time. It was perplexing to me big time. Anyway, sorry. I digress. Josh Jacobs receiving in this game, five for 51. Hunter Renfro was one for 23. Very quiet in this football game. Austin Hooper, two for 20. Amir Abdullah, one for five, yada, yada, yada. The Buffalo Bills. 
in this game. Josh Allen, 31 of 37. I have not done. Some of you probably have. I also don't know necessarily what his QB rating was. But his uh, pass, or his uh, completion percentage was 83%. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. 31 of 37 for 274, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. James Cook was 17 for 123. We already discussed that. Averaging 7.2 yards a carry. The kid's going to be a problem. He can be a, If they use him right, he could be a problem for teams. Damien Harris was 7 for 33 yards, 7 carries. Latavius Murray was 6 carries for 22 yards and a touch. Uh, Damien Harris also had a touchdown. Josh Allen, 3 for 7. And then Kyle Allen, 2, two for minus 2. I don't know. I, I think I may have left. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I think I left with like three minutes left in the game. Gabe Davis receiving led the day. Our number two wide receiver for six catches uh, for 92 yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, seven for 66, who, if you have not seen it yet, please find the tweet of, of Stephon Diggs effectively miming the words to the shout song, letting the crowd respond, miming the words to the shout song, letting the crowd respond, and then just working the crowd with a giant smile on his face. That is absolutely a dude that does not want to be in Buffalo at all. And I'm being sarcastic. That's a dude that just likes to win and wants to win football games, period. James Cook was, uh, or no, Dalton Kincaid was five for 43. I cannot begin to tell you how legit Dalton Kincaid looks catching the ball. There was one, there was one pass where he about contorted his body. It was, and it was all this one smooth motion, contorted his back body all the way around, almost like a golf swing and, you know, and, and caught the ball, turned back around and just took off. It was incredible. The kid is going to be a good football player. James Cook, four for 36. Cleo Shakir, one for 11. Dawson Knox, three for 10. Latavius Murray, two for nine. Deontay Hardy, two for four. Reggie Gilliam, one for three. It was great to see Reggie Gilliam, big part of the game. When you talk about team stats and whatnot, total yards, the Raiders had 240. The Buffalo Bills had 450 yards in this football game. Passing yards, the Raiders had 185 to the Bills, 267. Rushing yards, 55 to the Bills, 183. Oddly enough, average yards per play, the Raiders beat them by a tenth of a yard. First downs, the Bills had 29. Raiders had uh, 13. Third down efficiency, the Bills were 7 for 13, a little better than 50%. The Raiders were 3 for 7, a little worse than 50%. Total plays, the Bills had 74. The Raiders had 39. The Bills got sacked twice. The Raiders did not get sacked once, which is a little alarming but it is what it is. But it was a good football game overall. And when you're talking about the drives, you know, the Buffalo Bills went punt in this game, touch. So punt, touchdown, touchdown, turnover on downs, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, end of the game. It was a one punt football game for this team. One punt and one turnover on downs. There was one point where my dad was like, have they punted in this game? I was like, yeah, the first series. But it, it like you forgot. It was like, uh, I had to think about it for a minute. But when you're talking about responses, this is the response you want to a bad football game on a Monday night football, like on Monday night against the Jets. The trick is to do this potentially as much as you can, as often as you can, right? Due to awards, and I'm going to read your tweets. I got a lot of dude awards. I got good dude. So for those of you that, that might be new to the show, uh, people do arrow up, arrow down. People do thumbs up, thumbs down. I do the dude awards. Basically, when guys play good, it's like, dude, good job. Good job, dude. You the man. And when they play bad, I go, dude, yeah, dude, that was yeah, just not great. 
I only have dude awards for this show. Up dudes. Good dudes. Amazing dudes. Keep it rocking and rolling dudes. And the first one is Josh Allen. Josh Allen is, gets my first dude award for this, for this football game. Again, we've talked about it a lot. Second one, I'm just going to jump right through them. Spencer Brown gets my second dude award. Um, there's a lot of you that are very out on Spencer Brown. I don't know where I land on him. That's why I don't talk about him a lot. Um, I feel, believe he's a very talented right tackle. I feel, believe he's got uh, some issues at the same time, but he's also got some tools. I feel, believe like he does better than he does bad. I know that he's got an injury coming off of last year that's still bothering him a little bit. But Spencer Brown played his behind, his keister off in this football game. Played very well. Spencer gets a dude award. The entire defensive line, anytime you are holding the National Football League rushing champion to minus two yards, you get a dude award. The defensive line came to play in this football game. And while they did not get a sack, that was not the objective of this game. The objective of this game was to stop Josh Jacobs, and the Bills did. Heavily stopped. Josh Jacobs. Next dude award goes to the entire running back group. I've talked about it already. I love what I see from these guys. I love the balance. I love the differences between them. I love the, the, the problems that it presents. The problems that these three guys present is if this guy doesn't work, this guy can. If, if these two guys don't work, this guy might. If these other two guys aren't working, this and, and then when you get a dream situation where all three of them are working, you're going to be hard to beat. You might be surprised. My next dude award, I got a bunch of them, two more, goes to Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis played a pretty good football game today. It's funny to me to see people tweet just like, oh, I thought the Bills had a wide receiver, wide receiver two problem. Gabe Davis shows up for one game and all of a sudden like the problems are solved. <laughs> I, I'm, not on the, I'm, not on, I'm not on the bandwagon to say that like the problem is solved yet. But Gabe Davis played a good football game. Good job, Gabe. And then my last one goes to Matt Milano and uh, Bernard. We have documented it ad nauseum on this show that I'm not a huge fan of running the nickel 4-2 80% of the time. But those two linebackers did well today. Very well. Bernard also had an interception. And it's going to be exciting to see kind of like where this goes. If he continues to climb at the rate he's climbing, it's going to be fun to watch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fun to watch. After this football game, I tweeted out, Big Dubs, Bills Mafia. Bills defeat the Raiders at home 38-10. to 10. How's that win got you feeling? Reading your tweets live at 9 p.m. on the overreaction post-game show. Let me refresh my screen real quick. Make sure I get everybody. First one comes from Bills Media 716, at Bills Media 716. That's my damn quarterback. 
84% completion. The media better put all that negative energy on somebody else because 17 is that dude. He said, oh, what a win. James Cook looked amazing, and so did Kincaid. Very impressed by both of them so far. On to Washington. Go Bills. I'll be at the Washington game, by the way. I'll be in uh, in D.C. This is the first time I'm going to be in that stadium, so I'm really, really excited. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the queen of chaos at savage underscore Trish, the person who is amazingly running the social media account for overreaction buff and all of my overreaction stuff, social media stuff. She responds, who the hell do the bills think they are with this effective run game? <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely love it. See you in London, Bills Mafia at Saxon Dave. Saxon Dave, I'm going to see you in London in just a couple of weeks. Feeling annoyed that I had to miss the game and only saw scrambled highlights. Happy for the win. Maybe it's not all doom and gloom that I've been reading on here. Hashtag week one does not count. Uh, week week one counts. It's just a liar, which I think we know. Who, uh, Jose whosoever 777 at Jose underscore whosoever. Relieved. So happy for the absolutely convincing win. Best way to finish a home opener. Go Bills. Mike Graham at All Right Mike 13. That's the Josh Allen we love. Great patience. Seemed like a complete team win. I was skeptical about our defense, but man, do they look good. Mamelano has got me excited to see what he's going to do with the rest of the season. Go Bills. Mike, you and I agree. Autumn. Autumn, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a little bit. At Autumn RE underscore sports. Feels good to be a Bills fan today. If Josh can continue being patient and taking what the defense gives him, we are going to go very far. I love you, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Matt Milano and James Cook and Gabriel Davis and Austin Knox and Dalton Kincaid and Joe Miller. Nope, she didn't say that. Just kidding. <laughs> it's good to have you a part of the show, Autumn. Stick around. Bill Pien Pienka at Bill Pienka. They answered all the questions we had coming out of the Jets game. Josh took profits all day and played mistake-free football. Spencer Brown held his own all day against Crosby, and the defense is still elite. The Bills are back, baby. C-Dub, hashtag Bills Mafia, at ChrisWells73. Love, love, love that the Bills are playing the short intermediate game. Eight of a lot of clock. O-line held up pretty well. Can't wait to see the defense when Miller returns. Will be inter interesting to see what the media has to say about Josh this week. Go Bills, hashtag Go Bills, hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. My guy Tom from the Western New York Beer Trail. Has the uh, gif with Eddie Murphy from uh, Trading Places doing the feeling good, Lewis, right? The at the end of the at the end of the movie when he's on the beach. My dude Richard Rush, who's in the comments section right now, at Richard R. Rush 2. Great to see a bounce back game from the whole team. Brown played well with help. Cook had over 100 yards, and we had Gabe Davis had a Gabe Davis sighting. The D played great today. I think we'll need to keep this game plan going and stack dubs. Man, Richard Rush, you might need to do your own show. You might just want to take over for me because you just basically said all the stuff that I've said on this show. My guy Payton at Payton. I think that used to say Payton plays. I think he changed his. Uh, one of them said Payton plays, but I think he changed his thing. But uh, he's got two gifts for me. Oh, yes, the pass can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. For those of you that don't know, Payton is a counselor. <laughs> therapist so that probably makes complete sense and then the next gif is the uh the one from gladiator gladiator where maximus says are you not entertained is this not why you are here yes it's 100 why we are here appreciate you 
Payton. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Darcy, man, you guys got some names. Knizzy, I can't pronounce it. K-O-N-I-E-C-Z-N-Y, at Darcy Khan. That I got. Hoping this game is a representation of who we are. It is. I would 100% say that it is. We talked about it earlier in the show. Daniel Prescott, Danielle Prescott, I'm sorry, at D. Prescotti. Feeling great. I attended my first game ever. We're going to like that one and retweet it. It was better than I could have imagined, could have hoped for. Hashtag wildest dreams land. What a great environment and what a great day to be in that stadium for the very first time. I met several people that, so B uh, had never been to a, a game before. And she was at her first game today, but I met several people this weekend that had never been to a Bills game or going to be at a Bills game for the very first time, or at least at the Ralph for the very first time. So what a game to be a part of. That's awesome. I love this one. We talk about it every week. I don't even know if he watches the show. Me bang drum at bass drum rule. <laughs> it's my favorite one. So much good. Very little bad. Impressed with Spencer Brown and the whole offensive line. He says, Cromer must have put in some uh, overtime this week. McDermott de-adjusted and locked down after the first Vegas drive. Decent job by Dorsey. Great use of all the running backs. 100%. James Alexander Perks at Mr. J Perks 6789. Huge improvement tonight. James Cook breakout game in the second half. Gabe Davis with a huge performance. Knox and Kincaid really efficient. Milano and Bernard with a pick each. Oh, and QB1? Look to be back at his best. Not many complaints from me. On to Washington. Go Bills. Go Bills indeed. Tone Rodriguez at Rodriguez Habla underscore. Me to everybody who said the Bills were done. You like that? He's got the, the Kirk Cousins gif. <laughs> it's funny to me that like Kirk Cousins is like doing that whole thing now too, right? All over the place, like in commercials. Eric M. Johnson, friend of mine from way back, at Eric saying stuff. Felt like a good meal. Just grateful not to have chest pains throughout the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's fantastic. Michael Mix at Adirondack Mike 7. Relieved mistake free. Solid football play. Nice to see we have a clock-chewing run offense. Agreed. If that can stick up, if, if we can hold that up and we get Clark Kent with Superman when we need Superman, another levels this thing is going to. Mrs. KCB at Ophelia, Ophelia FL. Hooked on phonics work for me. At Ophelia FL. I'm feeling settled. Smiley face. Slates were wiped clean. Let's start fresh from here. No real complaints. I love the patience I saw. Only thing, only thing I might whisper is concern that 27 won't ever be what he was. Much love, though. And she's talking about the injury. Yeah, that's a uh, potentially a concern. Now, last week I forgot to read, I didn't forget to read it. Brian Bowers tweet was not there and i don't see brian a brian bowers tweet this time either so i'm just making sure because brian bowers is my guy and i don't want to miss anything that he may have provided because his content is really good but with that i think those are all of your tweets and i think this has been a really good day and it's been a really really good football game and this is all about Victory Monday, and it's all about Victory Tuesday, and it's all about Victory Wednesday. We are on to the Washington Commanders. We are on to the next game. If you're going to be in Washington, let me know. I'd love to connect or meet up with some folks. 
but I appreciate more than any of you know, I say this all the time and it still remains true, just the opportunity to speak to you, the opportunity to share these moments with you, wins and losses, the opportunity to just to, to, to provide commentary and the attention that you give me. So don't ever think that it's wasted on me at all. Um, but this is a, this is going to be a fun season. So we got week one out of the way. We got our first win out of the way. Home openers out of the way. And on to great things. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show postgame show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host and the voice of this here show. Super good to have you join me. I appreciate all of you. I will be back next week. I'm sure. I don't know how. I'm going to be in an airport, but we will get it figured out. So whether or not I have video, audio only, or if I've got video and audio, we'll see. We'll take it as it comes. But I look forward to talking to all of you. Enjoy Victory Monday. Enjoy the highlight shows. Enjoy the national media and local media commentary. Enjoy all the podcasts. Enjoy everything that you're going to get to hear about your Buffalo Bills this week. Just enjoy it. Soak it in. Wild Streams Land. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Joe Miller. Oh, tomorrow, John Fien and me, 8 o'clock, right here. Same bad time, same bad channel. Go Bills. Thank <laughs> you.